the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Keep on trucking. That's what they're doing up in Canada right now. They're all headed for Ottawa, and when they get there, they might meet the winner of a very prestigious award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. And then again, they might not, because this week's winner conveniently bumped into somebody with COVID and now says he has to isolate for five days. But whether he shows up or not, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, is the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week for saying this. It's important to underline that close to 90% of truckers in this country are vaccinated, like close to 90% of Canadians. Over the past many months and years now, Canadians have stepped up to protect each other, to protect our frontline workers, to protect our elders, to protect our young people, to protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves. Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians to get back to the things we love to do. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians, have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. The small fringe minority. Oh boy. 50,000 to 100,000 truckers who bring food to the rapidly emptying shelves up there in Canada are just on the fringe. And 90% of Canadians are vaccinated. Of course, they were all told that if they got vaccinated, they could get back to, you know, normal. And you wonder how any normal person could ever have voted for such a lightweight, girly man to be their prime minister. But Justin Trudeau got enough votes to be declared the winner of this week's Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And when we come back, the big guy came to town to talk about infrastructure and a bridge collapsed. Not necessarily in that order. We'll talk to a candidate for governor of Pennsylvania and also the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation about some of the big guy's promises and all of his mistakes. Stick around. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda and silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We have to bring the truth to the American people, free from the spin of big media and the censorship of those big tech companies. We're constantly covering the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards and the Department of Justice. I hope you'll support our vital team of conservative journalists today. You can do so by going to townhallaction.com. While cancel culture and big tech comes for us, the direct support of our VIP members helps make us uncancelable. 
Please join our team by becoming a VIP member at townhallaction.com. That's townhallaction.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection. Today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret we make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data you can get that and still save a fortune so make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys but at half the price go to puretalk.com type in your address to find the coverage at your home then enter promo code half off and you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month that's puretalk.com promo code half off switch to pure talk and get unlimited talk text and six gigs of data for just 30 dollars a month because pure talk is simply smarter wireless this is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the big guy came to Pittsburgh today to talk about infrastructure, and the bridge uh, over Frick Park was nice enough to collapse so that he could go visit the site and talk about how he's going to bring jobs to Pennsylvania. Jennifer Stefano is executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation, and she joins us now. Jennifer, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And wow, as a Philadelphian, I just want to say I'm really impressed by all the people that helped out um, on the ground and helped the police when that bridge collapsed. You guys did a great job helping one another. Proud, proud to be a Pennsylvanian and just showed what America's all about. Yep, it was great. And uh, and uh, we were just talking about this before we went on the air. They had to repel down like 150 feet, the uh, wow. the, the rescue people. To, to bring some of the uh, some of the people out who were you know at the bottom of where the bridge collapsed it was amazing but um, amazing. anyway the, the bridge collapse should create some jobs I guess uh, but that's not what the president has in mind I don't think uh, should anybody believe that his policies are going to create good jobs in Pennsylvania he spent a lot of time today making a lot of promises about I, I wish I had the time because he just spoke a little while ago I wish I wish I had the time to add up the number of jobs that he promise to create because it would be a huge number right i mean he he shut down the keystone pipeline he wants to end um coal he doesn't like fracking he wants to put a green new deal on us if that alone doesn't kill jobs in the state his high taxes driving out businesses not just the pennsylvania will um but more importantly this whole idea of the infrastructure bill um 
it, 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 it's false. It, hardly any of the money goes to things like repairing our bridges. Instead, in President Biden's infrastructure bill, it's more of this Green New Deal. There's more money for tree planting and electric vehicle charging stations. They're putting more money towards public transportation than they are towards actually repairing bridges like the one that collapsed today. So President Biden is disingenuous, both in that he will help us rebuild our bridges and that he would, in fact, create jobs. Both are not true. Meanwhile, somebody in government has to be blamed when a bridge that was rated poor five months ago collapses. Uh, Do you you think we should expect anybody to pay a price for this, to, to be held accountable for it? Well, I think the governor. I mean, look, Pennsylvania has the third highest gas tax in the nation, yet we rank low on road conditions, congestion, and, and bridge safety. We, tra- we charge users, we charge our drivers tolls and fees and all this money and tax revenue and fines from tax revenue that are supposed to go to subsidize our roads, and instead it goes to other things. We're subsidizing public transportation largely in Philadelphia. I mean, some in, in Pittsburgh and cities, but we're, we're all of us drivers across the state, they're not rebuilding our roads with the money we pay in tolls and fees and our gas tax. It subsidizes things mainly out of Philadelphia, and that should make people angry, angry that the money that Governor Wolf is not using the money in the right way. He's not putting it in the right place, because if he had, that bridge would have never collapsed. So let me let me get you, get you to run that by me again. The you're saying that people around the state should be upset that they are being forced to subsidize transit in Philadelphia. That's right. The money collected from tolls and the gas tax tax is supposed to go to keep our roadways safe yeah. and open, to keep our bridges strong, and in most other cities around the country. The state pays for a very small fraction of public transportation, usually less than 25 percent. But not here in Pennsylvania. In a city like Philadelphia, we pay for almost all of the public transportation there. And that's the problem. The money is going to the wrong place. As you guys out in Pittsburgh know, so much of the money in Pennsylvania gets diverted where? Into Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where they don't spend it properly. And, of course, the good thing about Philadelphia, though, there are no crooked politicians there. Everything's... Well, no, no. <laughs> Just in the jail. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, well, we, we have the Port Authority here. Uh, it's an Allegheny County thing. Uh, and there's no state money that goes to that? that you know, that's our, so our, our money our... does go to that. So the question you have to ask yourself is, the majority of Pennsylvanians drive. The majority of Americans drive. So if you look at this from a financial perspective, the majority of Americans drive. We're on the road. The majority of the money, most of our goods are shipped across Pennsylvania throughout the rest of the country on our roads. We should have excellent, excellent, safe roadways and bridges. And the majority of the money should be spent there. I'm not saying no money should go to public transportation, but it should not be as unbalanced as it is right now. That's the problem. We should be putting the money on the roads and the bridges and building them. And the same thing with President Biden's infrastructure bill. You think, oh, great, we can spend the money on our roads and our bridges. But actually, a small fraction of that bill goes towards roads and bridges. And the rest, you're building electric vehicle charging stations Mm -hmm. and planting trees. How does that keep us safe on the roads? It doesn't. No, and, and they're counting on everybody going out and buying an electric car sometime in the next five years. And when I say, uh, I've said here on the show and, uh, and other places that, um, and you can apply it to right now, it's 20 after 5, and people are, are listening right now in their cars somewhere on the Parkway West or Parkway East or heading somewhere on the Parkway North uh, and we're sitting in rush hour traffic. If everybody who you're seeing right now, if you're, as you're sitting in your car in uh, afternoon, evening drive, rush hour, um, if every one of those cars had to go home tonight and be plugged in to a, a socket right. at the house, what, uh, who's, where's that electricity going to come from? That's right, and it can be very costly. But I think what should, if you're, if you're driving right now and you're listening to this, here's what should bother you. That the President of the United States stood in Pittsburgh and said, oh, I have this great infrastructure bill, and it's going to help you keep your bridges safe. When, in fact, the Green New Deal wants 
to not improve roadways and bridges. They want people not to drive. So in that infrastructure bill, Pennsylvania will get $1.6 billion to fix bridges, which is wonderful, except public transportation in the cities will get almost double that, almost twice the amount. Well, that's not where the money is needed. We need to make these bridges and roadways safe. We have some of the worst road and bridge conditions in the country. And instead of giving us the money where we need it, they continue to tie it up in places where it's not as needed and where it's not serving the people the best. And, and this is classic of President Biden and big government agenda. They're going to tell us how to live instead of supporting us as we choose to live. And Americans are drivers. We always have been. I, re- I think I read somewhere a while back, and I, I can't find it anywhere else, but I swear that I saw a, a story somewhere a while back that the Pennsylvania Turnpike is the most expensive toll road in the world. Not in the United States, but wherever the story, wherever I saw the story, I wish I had it in front of me here, but it was, they, they compared it to, to toll roads all over the world and couldn't find one that was more expensive. Well, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? Because I pay turnpike tolls, so I'm not shocked by that statistic. I haven't seen it, but I'm certainly not falling. I believe it. Mm-hmm. We have the third highest gas tax. Now, yeah. what is the purpose of a gas tax? It's, it's actually an appropriate tax. It's a use tax. Yeah. So if you drive, you use it, right? So yep. great. Perfect. So what do you use it for? Well, if it's a gas tax, you use it to fix the roads that the people who pay the tax drive on, except we are not using it for that. And so that, I think, is what should really anger and frustrate people sitting in traffic today. Don't be mad at the traffic. Be mad that the money under Governor Wolf did not get where it should have gone, because if it did, that bridge wouldn't have collapsed today. Many years ago, I, I uh, took a, over a period of time, I took uh, long rides to Florida, and I was always amazed when I was driving back that you could, it was almost like there was a line in the road that the roads got worse as soon as you passed the across the Pennsylvania line. I mean, it was it was stark the difference between the roads I was riding on up to that point and the roads I rode on for the last whatever number of miles it was to get home. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll prove your point. It's not just anecdotal. Let me tell you this: so if you're coming from the west and you're you're driving through and and you're driving through Ohio, our bridges. More than 15% of Pennsylvania bridges are structurally deficient. That is three times as high as Ohio. So you're right. If you're crossing out of Ohio into Pennsylvania, we are three, we are worse, three times worse than the Ohio bridges. And guess what? New York's even better than us. We are, our deficient bridges are 1.5 times higher. We have 1.5 more deficient bridges than, than even New York. So this is a real problem for our state. It has been for a while. The funds are misused. They don't get where they need to go. And it's, and it's going to continue with President Biden's infrastructure bill. Only one-fifth of that bill, only one-fifth, will actually go to infrastructure. The rest goes to this crazy project and Green New Deals and things that are not benefiting society. And you know what's crazy about it is that just here in Pittsburgh, a few hours ago, we had a bridge collapse. If there was ever a bipartisan issue that you could jump on, it would be, hey, we just had a bridge collapse and nobody died. We're lucky that nobody died. It could have been lots and lots of people uh, that died. Uh, and we are going to devote a gigantic amount of money to make sure that our bridges are safe. Who would be against that? But No one. Yeah. I think we all want... We should not be breathing a sigh of relief because, oh, good, this time the bridge collapsed and no one died. That's, that's not a good place to be. What the answer should be is, oh, look, our bridges are being fixed. Our tax money is being used well. We're paying these taxes and the money's going to the right place. And I feel really secure going across bridges and being on the roadway. And, and that companies and businesses want to build here because we have excellent, excellent infrastructure. You know, this impacts businesses wanting to come to Pennsylvania as well. This isn't just, that's another reason why um, it's a jobs issue, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to come to a state where the roads are crumbling and, and, and deficient. And unfortunately, Governor Wolf and President Biden would rather push a political agenda, a radical, really, this Green New Deal, than to make safe roadways, use the appropriate money, the gas tax money and the tolls, 
to make these roads and bridges safe and then to have businesses come here and people want to live here and drive on our roads. Now, I, I, I know it's not this cut and dry, but I wonder if you, if you did a referendum and asked people, which would you rather s- spend money on, uh, charging stations for electric cars or making sure the bridge doesn't collapse? That's right. And I think if you look look at the marketplace, people are not all they're still traditional cars. And the truth is the government, they want to have the government subsidize electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. My argument is people love electric vehicles. Then with their own money, they can buy it. And that's how the market can grow. And then the private sector can go out just like the private sector went out and created gas stations. The government didn't go make gas stations. The private sector runs the gas stations. So why is the government now? building electric vehicle charging stations. That's not the government's job. So the referendum is the free market. Let the market decide. Certainly the government shouldn't be involved. And if, I, uh, if I'm sitting at home and my next-door neighbor pulls into his driveway with a brand-new Cadillac, I think, hey, he's got a nice car. If he pulls in with a Tesla, does it mean that I helped him buy it? That's right. And if Tesla fails, does that mean... And if Tesla makes a huge profit, do you get your money back? Do you get a profit from that? No. And if it fails, you bore all the risk. So when taxpayers subsidize things like this, because a lot of people, I think, think, oh, electric vehicles, what a good idea. And sure, yes, let the government build electric vehicle stations all throughout America to incentivize this. Except what you're doing is you're privatizing all the benefits, all the profits and all the returns to private individuals. And you're socializing the risk across the taxpayers. So if these things fail, these ideas don't work out, then guess who gets stuck holding the bag? You took our money away from our children, away from our families. Our bridges aren't better. And now we have a bunch of things that nobody wanted to begin with. Let the market decide, and that wouldn't happen. Um, You mentioned uh, fracking. Uh, He's on record as saying he's going to end it. Has he made any progress on that here in Pennsylvania? Has he done a good job of making sure that less fracking is taking place? Look, um, Governor Wolf uh, just signed us up to be part of this radical Green New Deal called Reggie, which is where we're now going to be tied to New York, which has banned fracking, and these other northeastern and mid-Atlantic states that are implementing and trying to get rid of fracking. President Biden and President Obama have been very clear they want to end coal, which I don't think they understand how electricity works. I think someone needs to go give them an education because they want everybody to have electric cars, but then they want to get rid of coal. And so my question to them becomes, I would not like to be wearing a fig leaf and living my life by a candle. You cannot just send us back into the dark ages because AOC in New York City thinks it's a good idea. Yet that seems to be who is holding the Democratic Party hostage. They're no longer the party of working men and women. And that's true for Mercury men and women in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh, in Erie, in Harrisburg. They just don't represent the working man and woman anymore and are looking out for our best interests. It's just these radical ideas that don't work on the ground. We all have to feed ourselves, and they're kind of not thinking that through. Talking to Jennifer Stefano, uh, she's executive vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation. I have a couple, about a minute and a half left, about a minute left here. Um, the Democrats continue to pander to union workers. He did a lot of that today uh, when he came to town. But do you get the feeling that union workers are, might be starting to wise up? Yeah, I think trades, men and women, and, and those trades, men and women, should be deeply, deeply disappointed in President Biden. Um, he, again, he's shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, actively saying that he's against fracking, actively saying that he wants to shut down coal, and refusing to... And then he wants to go ahead and pay off student loans. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people, a lot of us that don't go to college. Why should the people that don't go to college have to subsidize the people that do? That's not right, and that's not fair. Being a tradesman or woman is just as valuable and useful to society as going to college. I would argue in some many instances more so. And yet, the President Biden wants to take the money out of working men and women's pockets, blue-collar working men and women's pockets, out of the union tradesmen, working men and women's pockets, and give it to subsidize and pay off student loans for colleges. That's not right, and that's not fair. The tradesmen should not have to subsidize people going to college. If you want to go to college, by all means, go to college. We all have agreed to a safe system, but there should not be a federal loan payoff. And I think this is where not only 
Is it job killing? Because those dollars are being taken from our pockets and we can't spend it in the economy. But it really is denying working men and women an opportunity to use that money to put towards their retirement or towards their children's education or towards improving their lives or maybe starting a side business that becomes a real business. And I think that becomes the fundamental problem is that it's not letting us do what we want with the money we earn. And that's wrong. And I don't think union workers are any happier about it than um, merit shop workers or anyone. It's called uh, freedom. Jennifer, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Well, thank you. And God bless all of you out in Pittsburgh. I'm glad no one died. I hope everyone does well. Thank you. That's Jennifer Stefano, uh, Commonwealth Foundation. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says it remains unclear what Russia intends to do in regards to Ukraine. But the alliance is ready for political dialogue or to respond to an armed confrontation. We are ready for both options. Uh, we are working hard uh, for the best uh, peaceful political solution, but we're also prepared for the worst um, uh, uh, Russia once again uh, using force against the neighbor Ukraine. Stoltenberg says NATO has military assets in the region, which include ground, sea, and air capabilities. Residents in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic are bracing for a powerful winter storm expected to produce blizzard conditions, heavy snow and strong winds forecast to begin in parts of the Carolinas and Appalachia this evening. The Dow is up 158 points. The Nasdaq ahead 165. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250, The Answer. Larry Elder. Well, this is interesting. We have a 50-50 Senate. Lawrence Tribe, a Harvard left-wing professor, said during the Trump administration, Mike Pence cannot break a tie for a Supreme Court nominee. He can break a tie for a bill, but there's no authority for him to break a tie for a Supreme Court nominee. Alan Dershowitz said the same thing. Ruh-roh. What does Mitch McConnell say? What does Joe Biden say? On the next Larry Elder Show. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This five-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are seven times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And shipping is free. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. 
Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East inbound, it's all tied up. Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. There's an accident at the Tunnel Plaza. So that's a big, big tie-up. On the outbound side, delays Boulevard of the Allies up to the tunnel. Now, in addition, of course, we do have the ongoing closure of Forbes Avenue, right near Braddock Avenue. That's that Fern Hollow Bridge collapse through Frick Park. Braddock Avenue also blocked between the Parkway East and Penn Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. We'll see a bit of evening snow with little to no accumulation. Otherwise, low clouds and colder tonight. Storm total snowfall an inch or two. Limited outdoor activity is recommended. We'll see a low of 7. Bitterly cold tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high tomorrow of 17. Sunday, mostly cloudy and cold. A little snow at times in the afternoon with little to no accumulation. We'll reach a high of 27. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Here we go. Hey, the big guy came to town today to talk about infrastructure and jobs. Uh, You wonder if he asked anybody why a bridge that was rated as poor by inspectors was left to collapse. Anyway, we told you in our last segment about how his policies are already destroying jobs in Pennsylvania. Lou Barletta is running for governor. He has a plan to create jobs by tapping into all the energy resources in the state. He joins us now. Lou, thanks for being here. Yeah, good to talk to you, John. So um, before we get to your plan and talk about energy, um, what should we make of a major bridge in the city collapsing the way it did here this morning? Well, I served on, on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee while I was in Congress, and um, they, they were actually wanted to increase uh, truck size and weights. They want to increase uh, truck weights up to 98,000 pounds. And one of my concerns was that in Pennsylvania, we had over 5,000 structurally deficient bridges. And I wanted to know whether or not we know that these bridges can actually handle the weight before we pass something that would actually put more weight on them. And we were able to uh, have a study done actually to stall that and, and hold it up. And I think I think today we still have over 4,000 structurally deficient bridges in, in Pennsylvania. It's a dangerous situation. Yeah, and, and the, the president is talking about getting uh, electric uh, charging stations for cars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the infrastructure plan was, you know, the Green New Deal, you know, when we have bridges that are falling down. Uh, you know, so um, there's another example of, of poor leadership and, and uh, why we need to change, not only in Washington, but in Harrisburg as well. So um, you've said that Pennsylvania can be the Saudi Arabia of the United States if the government would get out of the way. Where is government in the way and, and what's your plan to get government out of the way? Well, in, in Pennsylvania, DEP stands for Don't Expect Permits. And and that's the biggest uh, obstacle right now is is DEP literally uh, it not only slows down projects, stalls projects, makes it impossible to do projects. Uh, and then we have a governor that that's putting Pennsylvania into Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, and that's the that's uh, that's one of the day one things I'm going to do, John, is withdraw Pennsylvania out of Reggie. Uh, we're going to fix DEP, faster permitting, mandatory uh, turnarounds. And if DEP stalls a project, then, then we're going to allow a, a third-party uh, review uh, paid, by, 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 paid for by the contractor so that DEP can't literally stop a project by stalling. And we're going to digitize. I mean, we're still using all paper. Um, there's, there's a lot we, we can do. I'm excited about it. Uh, we're going to get grants for uh, bringing broadband to uh, to rural Pennsylvania, uh, build pipelines. We have to open the energy to the world. Pennsylvania would, if Pennsylvania were a country, we would be the third largest country in gas in uh, gas deposits here. Uh, so, Western PA is a, a, a key example of what we can do and how we can solve a lot of our country's problems instead of begging countries that hate us for energy. So what's what's the benefit to the Democrats for standing in the way of that? Why is that 
their policy, and I, 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 is, is it, it can't just be stupidity, and it can't just be that they're evil. Why would they not be aware of what you just said and take advantage of it? Because they are controlled by the environmental radicals that, that have taken over that party. And that's why, you know, we can't have another Democrat governor here in Pennsylvania, because no matter what they'll say to get elected, we know what they'll do when they're in. And and Josh Shapiro is certainly not going to stand in the way of Joe Biden when I mean, just look at the ghost flights that are coming into Pennsylvania. Our attorney general and governor, they're not they've closed their eyes to them as if it's not happening. They'll do the same thing. Uh, the, the Democrat Party has become uh, controlled by radical uh, environmental folks that would rather see jobs go to other countries uh, than uh, than create them right here. And that can't happen in Pennsylvania because our future for our children and grandchildren is energy, gas and coal and rare earth minerals and, uh, you know, all the all the things that we were blessed with under under the ground to bring manufacturing back here to Pennsylvania. But also, I mean, I don't know if anybody feels good when they go to the gas station. You know, Pennsylvania, again, could be can be an example. And people are feeling the hurt this winter when they're heating their homes. And we're talking to Lou Barletta. He is uh, running for the uh, Republican nomination for governor. Um, and so, uh, Lou, how do you in, what do you do to increase pipelines, and how fast could that happen if you or or anyone uh, became governor and decided that it was time to increase pipelines? What would be involved in doing that, and how long would it take before we saw the benefit of it? Well, it's not an easy thing. Uh, it's not as easy as you would think it would sound. You know, the permitting again is 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 uh, is one of the problems, you know, as far as, you know, getting getting the gas out of Pennsylvania, um, you know, we have New York and New Jersey are, are obstacles on, on both sides and us being able to get pipelines and, and some of the gas out of Pennsylvania up to the New England states. Uh, but again, it would have to be a combination of gas, a, a commitment. It would just have to be a commitment of fixing our permitting problems, um, Finding right of ways that we can we can get the pipelines and putting a team together that knows that this is this will be my goal is to increase our pipelines and and uh, whatever obstacles are in the way let's get on it and and get it done we can do it. it it's not that it can't be done we just have to be committed to it is there a not in my backyard factor with that sure absolutely absolutely there is uh, you know and you know and if you talk about eminent domain that's another you know, another hot topic. And that's why it becomes a, a, a big problem in increasing the pipelines that, that you would like to. So, um, you know, we just got to work on it. We have to do it. We have the gas under, under our, our feet. I always, I always say, John, having all that natural gas without the pi- pipelines is being like it, being in college with a keg of beer without a tap. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter you know, that you have it. You got, you got to get it out to the market and, and, uh, and Pennsylvania could be an answer to the to the entire country's uh, uh, energy problems. We, we are the number two energy state in in the country, so we, we've got to find ways to make sure we can get that to the market and not have a governor that that would stand in the way. How many people in their cars right now, riding home from work uh, in Pittsburgh rush hour traffic, are aware of what you just said? Do you think? That we have, did you say the third leading state uh, for energy? We would, if we were, if we we are number two, two state in the country. Yep. Well, how many people are aware of that? Do you think? Probably not. Not a lot. Probably not. They don't realize that you know after Texas comes comes Pennsylvania, and and when I was with Rick Perry when he was uh, Secretary of Energy and I was in Congress and he had come up to Pennsylvania and we were looking at rare earth minerals uh, in our anthracite coal. Uh, you know, he said that, that, that this is a national security issue that we make sure Pennsylvania can supply that energy because if anyone, you know, if anything happened to Texas, any kind of, any kind of war or uh, anything that could happen, storms, you don't know, Pennsylvania really becomes critical uh, for us. So we have to make sure that we, uh, we do our part and do everything we can to uh, not only create jobs, but, but also be that supply that our country needs. We're talking to Lou Barletta. He's running for governor, uh, running for the nomination for the uh, as for, as a Republican uh, for a governor. Um, so, 
if 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 you are governor of Pennsylvania, not just you, but of anybody, whoever is the governor of Pennsylvania, what's the dynamic between what? Because if you are elected governor, you're going to be governor while Joe Biden is president. So, what's the dynamic between uh, someone like you in the governor's mansion in Harrisburg? And a president like Biden in Washington, who wins that fight and how do you win it? Well, you do what's, what's best for Pennsylvania, and you stand in the way of radical ideas and radical policies that, that uh, Governor Shapiro would just, again, turn his, turn his head to and, and allow, or uh, Governor Barletta, who would stand in the way and say, hey, this is not what, you know, just like Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. The people yeah. love him in Florida because he's standing up for the people of Florida, and he's not letting these radical policies from Washington crush the people of Florida. That's that's what this election will be about. Because again, Josh Shapiro is not going to stop Joe Biden from doing what what the Democrats want to do in Washington. You know, we need to make sure that we have somebody that can stand in the way, protect Pennsylvania first, create jobs here. Uh, and otherwise, you know, it, it will be four years of more jobs leaving Pennsylvania, our energy industry destroyed, and our children and grandchildren leaving the state to find jobs somewhere else. The uh, the, the federal government has become so large and so um, omnipresent. Um, how did that happen? I mean, shouldn't... Shouldn't there shouldn't be more governors be standing up the way DeSantis is, and shouldn't they have been doing it for a long time? Yeah, they absolutely should because you know you know it, and it's it's the old the old story. Any program that's created in Washington never dies; it lives forever and ever and ever. And there are more bureaucrats that are hired to run it, and then you can't fire anybody. And you know this government becomes becomes a monster. I was you know another story while, while I was a, just to show you how poorly run government is. Uh, I was a chairman of a subcommittee on transportation, and I was I was overseeing every federal building in the country. And I went into a federal building, and for every federal employee that worked there, they had eighteen hundred square feet of space per employee. I thought it was a federal holiday; I couldn't see anybody. I, I began looking at the leases instead of negotiating a long-term lease where you'd get a good deal for the taxpayers. They were renewing every year. So I issued a policy that when the lease expires, you're moving out. You're going to go to 180 square feet of space per employee or less, not 1,800, and negotiate up to a 10-year deal. And in four years, just the agencies who, whose leases expired, we saved the taxpayers $4.4 billion dollars. Nobody lost their jobs. No programs were cut. We just did what you would do in, 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 if you had a business or, or just common sense. Well, you, government doesn't think that way. You owned a small business. Um, and one of the things I liked about Donald Trump was that he appeared to try to run the country like a business. He would look at things like our deal with NATO, and, and he'd say, well, wait, um, who made this deal? We're, we're paying for everything. Why aren't they paying their share? Uh, how much of that is there in government where if a businessman who knows about uh, costs and uh, how, to do, how to run a business, how many things are there in government that a businessman looks at and says, who made this deal? What, what, how do we, why are we doing this? I didn't sleep when I first got to Congress. Again, looking at Amtrak selling food and beverage on the trains, they lost over ten million dollars since 1989. John, where's the competition when the train door closes and the train pulls out? If you don't know how much to sell a hot dog and a, and a can of Coke for, then you shouldn't be doing it. Right? You have no competition. You have a captive audience. If you want a darn hot dog, we shouldn't be losing taxpayers. Shouldn't be losing money on it. It's it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable what happens. I also asked for, I found that there were a lot of empty buildings that the federal government owns. I asked for an inventory. They didn't have an inventory. It took almost two years to do that for, for the federal government to even know what it owned in properties. And when we finally did, we started a program of selling federal properties. We called it getting off of our assets. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't hold an empty building. You know, you wouldn't have the luxury of doing that nope. if you were in the private sector. Not with my and own that, money. No, that's what's hard for somebody who's run a business to go and see how how government runs. And uh, that's the exciting part for me. If you know, should I become 
Governor, that's the low-hanging fruit is cutting out that waste. Uh, that That's right off the top. You know, that's the first thing you do because that's the easiest thing to do. Well, uh, no, but it is hard, and, and that was one of the reasons I liked Donald Trump, and I endorsed him because he was a. I thought maybe we put a businessman in there who's actually signed the front of checks, not just the back of checks. Well, it's also somebody who came in from the outside and looks at it, and and he he hasn't been there and seen this gradual erosion of state power and the gradual uh, growth of the government. Uh, he was all it was all new to him, and, and so he would look at thing and something and say. I, somebody explain this to me. But before we go, uh, Lou, um, as I said, as you said, you owned a small business. If knowing what you know now about the climate in Pennsylvania, would you be confident about starting one here now? No, not with not with all the regulations. I mean, the way we started a business, I walked into a bank with. I was only a young young man. I was twenty four years old, twenty five years old. Walked into a bank with a good idea, no money. I wasn't even living payroll uh, Friday. Uh, paycheck to paycheck, we're living paycheck to Wednesday, and I walked out with a twenty five hundred dollar line of credit, which was enough for us to to start a little. That couldn't happen today, and with the regulations and and the way you know government, what they do and the taxes that we we're such a business unfriendly state here with the highest taxes in the state. That that all has to change. We have to encourage entrepreneurship because that's where innovation happens. And little businesses become big businesses, and that's how you get more tax dollars by letting businesses thrive, let them grow, and 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 let them make money because they're going to hire more people, they're going to buy more stuff, and then eventually the government gets more money that way. So, if you're running against Josh Shapiro for governor, is it going to be Josh Shapiro promising more government and you begging for less? Yeah, we're going to we're going to have one guy that's only signed the back of checks and another guy that signed the front of checks who actually made payroll <laughs> yeah. uh, and and i can't wait to draw that contrast well i only he doesn't am... know what it's like he doesn't know what it's like to drive to the post office praying that there's a check there because you don't have money for payroll on friday mm-hmm. and until you're in that position then you know you you don't you don't respect the fact that you can't afford to have waste you can't afford to have people who aren't doing their job you just can't in business you can't do that and I think Donald Trump found out, again, how hard it is to fire people in government. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I bring all that experience, uh, uh, hopefully, to, to Harrisburg to help Pennsylvania. Okay. Hey, hey Lou, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Uh, uh, thanks. And, and I, I wanted to uh, okay. mention something about the Pennsylvania's mail-in voting law being declared unconstitutional, but I'm out of time. But it's good news. Okay. Th- thank good, you, Lou. Good to talk to you. Okay. Thanks. That's Lou Barletta running for the Republican nomination for governor. We'll be right back. So I'm riding along in my car today, taking my dogs back from the uh, from the park, the woods where I take them. And there was a road crew there, and I saw a woman uh, working at the flags, you know, slow down, stop, that kind of thing, one lane. And she was smoking a cigarette, and it was cold. And I, I looked at it, and for some reason, I thought there's somebody who could probably use mynicotinetest.com. I think of that a lot now since they became a sponsor here. And also, I'm somebody who smoked when I was a young guy, and I quit. So I know how hard it is to do. Uh, and if you are one of those people, you need to uh, check out mynicotinetest.com. It was founded by the uh, director of the New York City Fire Department Tobacco Program. It has a seven out of ten. uh, success rate. They're offering a money-back guarantee right now. What they do is they measure your nicotine levels with a urine test, and they customize your treatment so that you're not feeling miserable as you're trying to quit. And for a limited time, you can get expert tobacco coaching Free with uh, if you do buy a nicotine test, uh, a nicotine test.com testing uh, program, their experts will guide you with tips and secrets to finally make quitting a reality. So, if you have questions, call my nicotine test at 1 800 45 smoke. That's 1 800 45 S M O K E, and it's my nicotine test.com. My nicotine test.com. Ad paid for by completecar.com. 
This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that's now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-959-4526 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. Call 800-959-4526. 800-959-4526. What do you have to lose? Call 800-959-4526 now. Visit us on the web at completecar.com. This is the John Stackerwald Show. On AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Hey, next Thursday I'm going to be out at Pit Cycles in Warrendale, right next to Jurgles. Um, we're going to be doing the show live from out there. I'll be out there from 3 to 6 next Thursday. Come on out and see us. We have some uh, prizes to give away. Uh, and uh, you can see some brand new motorcycles that really have never been seen before. Um, and it's all uh, out there at Pit Cycles in Warrendale, right next to Jurgles. We'll see you there next Thursday between 3 and 6. So imagine you were in a coma for 10 years, okay? And you just woke up today. And somebody shows you this thing called Twitter or, you know, somehow you get online and you see this, this uh, headline. It says at the post-millennial, um, it says, trans swimmer, this is they're talking about Leah Thomas now, trans swimmers teammates reveal they're often uncomfortable in the locker room, says she exposes her male genitals. Now let's think about that for a minute. That's, let's think about that sentence, okay? They have a problem because she exposes her male genitals. Now, again, you got to picture you've, you've been in a coma for 10 years. You, you haven't been listening to this stupidity for the last how many years it's been. And you read that. Who, and this is, this is normal now. And what, what bothers me is that this, this is, um, this is a, a post-millennial or whatever, whatever, whoever is doing the story. They, keep, they, they refer to Leah as her and she. And so they buy into the, the total stupidity of it. She has male genitals. Should that be enough to stop calling him her? Is that enough? Please. Oh, boy. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.